Welcome back to Tales from Trichy. As always, I'm your host, Denor Sapolia. Today, Sid and I are going to be talking about mentorship and what it means to be on both sides of the mentor and mentee relationship. The way I look at a mentor is a person who is who stands like a lighthouse, a person who is really guiding individuals or a group of individuals or people to success, steering them for success. Uh, um, that's the way I look at a mentor. You and I have a very men- mentor-mentee type relationship. Just, you know, you, you've helped us start this project that we're doing and, and you've really been a key resource in, in helping us keep going. And I want to know, you know, how do you see, how do you even look for potential in people? Like, how, how can you recognize that? Yeah, so um, when, you, when you see people who want to be mentored, um, they have a spark in them. They reach out to people. So, for example, in your case, in my case, um, you've reached out to me stating that, hey, you know what, I, I have this... Uh, well, initially, actually, I reached out yeah, to you yeah. for, <laughs> yeah. for a particular uh, right. reason. And then um, we, as we continued through the conversation, um, we figured out that there is a, a potential that you want to take it to, uh, to fruition. Now, you, you wanted to take this idea to the next level. So that's where I thought, you know what, hey, you have the spark and I want to invest the time in you. Uh, it's a moment where a mentor and a mentee really identify, yes, there is an opportunity that there's going to be learning from both the ends you know, or from the mentee and the mentor. Uh, that's the way I look at it. From when we initially started storyboarding this episode to now, my impression of a mentor has changed a lot and in the sense that you don't always necessarily have to agree with your mentors or it might not always be like a, hey, let me help you out type relationship. It could, it could sometimes get very, you know, critical and like you're not doing this well, you're not really doing that well. You, you all might not even get along too much. Mentoring is not about uh, converging at a particular idea and a mentor, mentor says, hey, go ahead and do this. Mentor is just creating a divergent thought process. Opening up your mind for a world of opportunities. That's the way I look at mentoring. Mentors are go-givers in the sense they really invest their time um, without any expectations. I would say it's more like a pro bono. That's the go-giver attitude, what you right. need to have. That, see, now, go-giver, so that, that's, a, that's a play on the term go-getter, yeah. right, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. And I, that, that's interesting because I always thought the term go-getter was, was a good thing, right? Like you go and you get what you want but go give or so where did you learn this phrase was this from the book as well this is from a book as well this is from bob berg um uh, there's, there's a very popular book which is called as a go giver just an amazing okay. book i just wanted to add one other thing this is one word which i which i um recently heard about which is which is called as uh meraki meraki is a greek word meraki is is a word to describe the effect of what happens when you leave a piece of your soul creativity, a love in the mentee. So I believe mentors need to have a miraculous. So you, you kind of leave a piece of yourself yeah. with them. With the mentee, absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, this was actually from one of the podcasts. Interesting. I'm going to look into that. I really like that. I want to challenge the traditional concept of, of what a mentor can be. And, and I wanted to ask you, do you have any stories of a time where maybe you found mentorship in unexpected places or by unexpected people? I think I would uh, put it this way. A, 
you would find mentors in unexpected places uh, only if you have a learning mindset. And what is, what is a learning a mindset? A learning mindset is a mindset where a person consistently thinks about how do I get to the next level through okay. learning. So if you have that kind of mindset, you will always find mentors at any place. Okay. It, it could be your own friends. It could be your, your professors, your tutors. You could be a friends, peers. Mentors could be anybody. And so what about you? What's been uh, an, an interesting mentor you've found? I've had uh, tons of mentors. Mm-hmm. Right? I've had um, several mentors over the years. Um, so if I have to just code, uh, I cannot actually rank a mentor sure. being the best mentor right, right. or because all of my mentors have been great mm-hmm. and they've poured into me and, and that the way I look at it is if I were to be what I am today, it's just because of people who have mentored me. Uh, who have given those amazing um, uh, opportunities or not opportunities per se, I would say people who have really poured into me with their knowledge and wisdom for me to think differently and do different things. Let's talk a little bit about uh, my my own English teacher. In my school, I had an amazing English teacher. His name was David. Uh, this was back in school in India. Uh, that, that was in my 11th grade. And the two years what he was in, uh, that made me, he mentored me around my oratory skills. What are some tips that David gave you, if you can if you can remember that far back? Yeah, so, um, A, first of all, um, when, when we started off with the relationship, uh, although he was my school teacher, uh, the discussions what we used to have after school, you know, um, right from taking part in dramatics or plays, um, being on stage, um, how do you deliver powerful speeches, uh, participating in, in various different competitions and debates, uh, reading books on Shakespeare and all of those um, at that point in time while I was in school, doing some extra coursework. Um, not, not a whole lot of kids really were interested in that, but he found that I had the passion and he thought, okay, he's, he's that one particular one, he's that one individual who wants to go the extra mile and trying to coach him um, in, in giving him, uh, in giving or providing adequate resources, which I was not aware of at that point in time. Mentors are individuals who are actually giving you more resources for you to okay. go through that journey. They're not the people who are going to say, hey, do this, do this, do this, ABC. It's not going to be hand-holding. Mm-hmm. But it's just opening you up for the world of opportunities, opening uh, opening you up for the world of resources. But And that is when it's an individual who has that spark, who wants to latch on to those resources and really get better at it. Okay, so that you know, mentors can only do so much. They can give you these potential resources but you have to go and, and, and utilize them. Yeah. So did he offer these things to other students as well? Were you one of the only ones that really took no, them up? No, um, I think there were, there were a couple of other students as well. Okay. So, so folks who were um, uh, engaging with David in various different conversations and various different settings uh, during cafeteria, during the lunch right, hour, right. Just, just chatting with him and trying to figure out, hey, what next? Uh, and the, the interest what you have as an individual is what really drives it. Okay, so, so far we've talked a little bit about um, your mentors and, and, and how it's a very interactive process between a mentor and a mentee. I wanted to know 
What are some qualities that a mentor should have, in your opinion? I see uh, these are some of the qualities which, which you need to have as a mentor. Mentors should be amazing at building long-lasting right. relationships with the mentee. All of my mentors, I continue to have these relationships over the years, and your needs continue to change. That's a big thing, too. Like, you know, I'm sure when you first started VDART, I mean, your needs now are way different than, you know, back Absolutely. in 2008. Yeah, would you say that the mentors that you've, you had back then changed, or did, did you have the same ones and they changed with you? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. So, so typically what happens is when you have a particular need, and you latch on to a particular mentor-mentee relationship, mm-hmm. at some point in time, you will graduate out of that relationship, right? Uh, right? You have, you've achieved what you can as a mentee. You've learned most of it, but that does not mean there is going to be something else the mentor has to offer. Right. So from point A to point B, you might have a particular mentor. From point B to point C, you may have, because your needs have changed, you're going to have a different mentor. Right. But you might go to point A to point B, the mentor who was at that particular point in time, because your needs have changed. There's right. something else which you want from that mentor. So you may go back. So it's so important to have, it's like a, a complex network, which you continuously, you, continuously you need to harness and harvest. Like, for example, this morning, we were trying to prepare for this podcast, uh, just getting ready to do this recording. My son was with me and he was asking, hey, what are you doing? And uh, that is when I asked my son, hey, you know what? I just met Lou Holtz, and I want you to uh, read this particular book. So I had that book with me. Uh, this is a, a new book from uh, Lou Holtz, which is Three Rules um, for Living a Good Life. And for those who don't know, who is Lou Holtz? Yeah, Lou Holtz is an NFL um, Hall of Famer, and uh, you should look oh, him up. Oh, I, I love Lou Holtz. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> it's an amazing it's story. It's crazy yeah. that you've met him. And we're going we're gonna to post that picture uh, on our social medias once this is out. What I felt uh, about this book is it's it's just a quick thirty minute read. Uh, it's a very oh, wow. uh, it's a very it's just about fifty less than fifty pages, um, and what it talks about is it's a game plan after graduation, simple steps, uh, which could really help you achieve success. So the reason why I say that story is when I was preparing for this podcast and I just shared this book with my son, and he quickly read the book in thirty minutes, and he said, "Dad, thank you for sharing this book." And how old is your son? Uh, he's in seventh grade. He's, he's about seven. twelve years old, and he said. This is just an amazing book. I loved it. So that is a mentoring opportunity. You've really put in a seed in his mind. You gave him that resource. That's that you know. I mean, that that's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to. I mean, he he didn't have to read it, right? But, right. But, but he did, and he kind of showed that initiative. So that's that's cool how all of that really comes back through story. Like everything we've talked about really does take place. I want to talk a little bit more about the mentee side. And, and if, if we could go back and talk about the time when you were a mentee instead of a mentor, what is some, something that somebody my age can do right now? Let's say in, in Trichy as well, so our, our, you know, our target audience. But going back to it, let's say I, you know, I, I live in Trichy. I recently graduated or I'm about to graduate and I'm having trouble finding a job that I think will benefit me in, in terms of, uh, you know, it'll get me a stable salary, um, it'll actually make me engaged. So I mean, the simplest way to ask this question is, if you're in that position, how, how do you start finding a mentor? Yeah. A, first of all, you need to have that mindset that I want to get to the next level. Um, you've understood what your challenges are. You need to know there has to be some introspection around, hey, my, my problem right now is I need to find a job. Right? Mm-hmm. You may, may not know what are the attributes what you need to have to win the dream job what you want. Right. 
So A, first of all, you need to start looking at who are the people who may be in a position to help me. It could be friends. It could be professors. It could be teachers. It could be your colleagues. It could be your relative. It could be your dad. It could be your brother. It could be anybody. But you need to know what is it that I want in my journey ahead. And if I am able to find that, then I would start looking at who's my target audience. It could be some renowned personality. It could be somebody that was a guest lecturer in your college. You have to reach out to people asking for help, asking for mentorship. It's not necessary that you need to crystallize your thought, but at least you need to have a framework or a big picture in your mind. I want to do this. I want to achieve the following things. And if you have that in your mind, identifying a mentor is not going to be that difficult. And that's and we talked a little bit about this idea before before we started recording, um, the idea of action. You know, I, I, I've talked a little bit about how everything we, we're really talking about is such an active process. There's this idea of analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm coming back with some phrases too. But basically, that idea is that you think so much about something. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's trying to find a mentor. Oh my gosh, I, maybe this person isn't right. Maybe that person isn't right. That you just go ahead and stop and you don't do anything. You don't act on any of your thoughts. And this is a problem that I've had a lot, you know, because before I approach anything, I like to make sure everything's a thousand percent predictable, right? And I've, I've tried to get more risk acceptance. And the advice that I got was when in doubt, act, right? When in doubt, act, because if you think too much, then you're not gonna act and then you will stop trying. And, and that is the killer. A few years ago, the word mentor was very intimidating to me because I was in school. I was trying to get my grades up. I was like, when, when the hell am I going to have time to, you know, reach out to people and everything? And it's not about time. It, it's really about motivation. You have to take a step back. And you talked about it being a very introspective process. And that's what I had to do as well. I was sitting in my college dorm room and I was like, man, do I really want to be taking classes only for, for the rest of my time here? Or do I want to have some type of prospect outside of, of, of this educational institution? And when I, when the answer to that question was, I want to have something outside of school, it all kind of fell into place because I had the motivation to go forward and reach out to people. Most people didn't respond. You, you email somebody and they're just nothing. Well, when I started this company, uh, at that point in time, I was, uh, there's one large firm, um, I don't want to name the firm there, but there's one large firm uh, who's, doing, who's been doing very well uh, in, this, in the industry where we are in. I reached out to that particular individual. I'd met him in a couple of uh, occasions, and I told him, hey, I want you to be my mentor. But he, he never uh, responded. So you are going to have those kind of setbacks as well, setback if, if we may want to call it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you want to move on. There are going to be some amazing mentors, but it's just the mindset. Again, you, you have to be so intentional that, yes, I am going to find my mentor who's going to help me uh, get to the next place. Uh, but please go ahead. You're, you're absolutely right. Like it, that setback, you just have to keep cold calling. That, you know, that's, that's what I did pretty much. I, I'm still doing that. So there's a great company. I, I don't know if I'm, I can mention them, but there, there's a video production company that's in my college town. And they have been killing it for the past three to four years. And they, what they do is they help uh, companies find their brand identities, yeah. which is something that I would like to eventually do with this podcast. So I emailed the founder. I emailed the marketing head. I've emailed probably everybody that I could. And it's been about a week, right? Nothing. That's a great point, what you mentioned. You know, hey, reaching out. That's the effort, what you're right. putting in. Yeah, go on. And, and it's, it's, it, it can get to you, but really... 
I've done it so much at this point that it's just like another thing, you know, like with this podcast, I'm trying to get other people, you know, we've pitched it to, uh, we pitched it to, uh, I, I don't know if I can say it, I might bleep it up, but we've pitched it to a client and they were super interested, you know, they were like, oh, this is really cool what you guys are doing. We could, you know, make it customer facing. We could make it employee facing. I was like, cool, let's talk again. And then nothing. Right. And it's important to not take it personally. I think that's something we talked about as well. Just because someone doesn't respond to wanting to be your mentor, that doesn't mean they don't like you. They might have just not seen the email or they might have just, who knows? You know, we don't know their side of the story. So what I I like to do is, you know, give myself excuses like, oh, they're probably on vacation or they're probably somewhere else. See, so I'm sensing a pattern here. Is, 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 would you say that there is a pattern to this whole, the, the method to this madness, right? Like you, on, on a mentee side, you have to be intentional, you have to be active, and you kind of have to be a little bit crazy, right? You, you have to show up. That's a great point, what you mentioned. Yeah. As a mentee, you, you have to show up time and again, and you got to be prompt at it. Right, exactly. And, and, and on a mentor side, I really like that term go giver. That that is that is reframed a, the way I think about a, a, a mentor really because I mean the mentor has got to show up as well, right? Like there's you have to be active, you have to be um, really what was that word you used again? Meraki. Meraki, man. That that's exactly like that is so cool. I, I I love it when a word can represent a complex idea, and I think Meraki really represents what a mentor should be. Absolutely. So that that's great. So for those listening, you know, if you're a mentee, show up. If you're, um, if you're trying to be a good mentor, uh, look up the word Meraki. Yeah, it's M-E-R-A-K-I. <laughs> Just an amazing word. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tales from Trichy. As a quick review, we talked about two books today. The first one was called Go-Giver by Bob Berg, and the second one was called The Three Rules for Living a Good Life, a game plan for after graduation by Lou Holtz. If you happen to grab a copy of either of these, feel free to reach out to Sid or I on our social medias and let us know what you think. While editing this episode, we realized that we actually had enough content left over from our edits to make a second mini episode. If you're interested in hearing about Sid's experiences getting mentored by companies such as Delta and Accenture, feel free to tune in to part two, which runs about 10 minutes long. Also, let me provide some clarification really quickly. Parable Podcasts has recently rebranded to Audiographies. If you're interested in hearing why, check out our new website at audiographies.com. This episode was edited by Jacob Smullian and mixed by Michael Purvis. A special thanks to Yolanda Weathers and Keenan Willis for the music. And as always, a big thank you to Sid Ahmed 